Well, uh, this past Friday morning, I was with several volunteers at uh, the state fair at outreach booth and talked to a lot of people about the gospel and other things uh, about the Ark Encounter. And due to that, I have a little bit of a sore throat today, as you've been hearing. So as we get through the sermon uh, today, I may be making several uh, drink spots, drink stops. And I was also serving with John Neifertz, who uh, is doing your evening service. So hopefully his uh, voice has recovered a little bit as well from Friday. But we will see. And we did not compare too many notes. I'm not real sure what he's preaching. But So today's sermon I have entitled, What Did You Say? So kind of along the lines of, a parent uh, saying to a child of, what was that you said? Say that again? Or not. And we, as Christians, are all children of God. And we need to obey what our Father has said. And as part of that, we remember that we need to be in the world, but not to be part of the world. And as we do that, we need to make sure that we keep our actions in line with what God has said, as well as how we speak and with what we say. It's something that we probably remember and keep in our heads, but we always need to be reminded, just as... uh, Children need to be constantly reminded to say, clean their room. So this is a message that I give as a reminder for myself as well as all of you. So we're going to begin by reading James 3, verses 1 through 10. James 3. Not many of you should become teachers, my brothers, because you know that we who teach will be judged more strictly. We all stumble in many ways. If anyone is never at fault in what he says, is a perfect man able to keep his whole body in check. When we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we can turn the whole animal. Or take ships as an example. Although they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder wherever the pilot wants to go. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body. But, It makes great boasts. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue also is a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the bottle. It corrupts the whole person, sets the whole course of his life on fire, and is itself set on fire by hell. 
all kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and creatures of the sea are being tamed and have been tamed by man. But no man can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. With the tongue we praise our Lord and Father, and with it we curse men who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. My brothers, this should not be. Our passage this morning starts out by warning that not many of us should become teachers and that those who become a teacher, say, in grade school, high school, or college, well, they do have a chance to influence a lot of people. And the same can be said for pastors or those that uh, preach. And these people do need to be very careful of what we say and what we do and that everything needs to be in accordance with God's word. However, in some way, all of us are teachers. So we may not be in front of a large group, but parents or grandparents, they are teaching children that they are around And any of us, no matter uh, where we are, when someone is around us, they are watching our mannerisms and we are teaching them about being a Christian and they are watching of how we act. We can say that we might be neutral, but Jesus said we are either for Christ or against and that we either scatter or gather. So there is no neutral ground. And so therefore we must watch our actions. And as Paul said and to the Ephesians, we also uh, need to watch our speech. So I read from Ephesians four twenty-nine through 30. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. So as Christians, we need to remember that the Holy Spirit dwells within us. And how do we grieve the Holy Spirit? By sinning against God and breaking his commands. And by doing this, we store up God's wrath for each of us. And we need to remember that by watching our tongue, we can either keep or break many of the commands. So, A few of them are fairly obvious, the third and the ninth commandments. So let's look at those a minute. From Exodus 20. 
you shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God. For the Lord will not hold anyone guiltless who misuses his name. And again, you shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. So, obviously, the third commandment, that if we use God's name in vain and use his name as just a common part of speech or in place of a swear word or something of that sort, well, that's obviously breaking this command and not taming our tongue. And when we lie and deceive someone else, well, of course, this is not being respectful of them and breaks the command by not taming our tongue. So these two, it's very easy to see. However, as I alluded to with the kids, these are not the only two that we break with our tongue. So the fifth commandment, of course, is that we need to honor your father and your mother so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. So, of course, we think of this with young children at home with parents. And that is correct, that kids need to respect their parents, not speak back to them, and to do what they say as long as, of course, it is not going against God's word. This is especially the case as kids turn into teenagers and are learning to uh, become more independent and work on their own, but always need to be respectful. And as we turn to adults and have moved out of the house, or not, as in some cases, then we still need to remember to respect our parents and how we speak of them to others, that we need to always be respectful and to not gossip or get problems about them. Moving on, when some of our parents get into latter years of 80s and even 90s, that the problems of age accumulate, of physical and especially with cognitive, that sometimes parents need more care from um, their kids or even grandkids in some cases. It can sometimes get to be easy that, you know, why do we have to go visit Grandma? I mean, she won't remember that we were even there. Well, we need to always be respectful of our parents even when it becomes difficult. And remember that what God has given us through them. And then finally, when our parents have passed on from this world onto the next. We also need to remember that when we speak of them in their memory to, again, continue to be respectful and honor their memory. Now, I know that uh, some people have not always had the best of relationships or live with parents that followed God's word and were not uh, maybe living in a lifestyle that they should have. 
while these are especially difficult situations, we still need to be careful to honor uh, our parents and to remember this law. So, say in some situations, could say, well, that, yeah, my uh, father struggles with alcohol and other problems, and we continue to ask that we pray for them that they may come to you, God, and that they can be out of these problems as while there's still time. Or in other situations such as this. So, by taming our tongue, we can honor the fifth commandment. But, if we think about it, there are others as well. Such as the sixth command is, do not murder. So, I wonder how in the world do you do this by taming your tongue? Something like the pen is mightier than the sword, maybe? However, if we read in Matthew 5, where Jesus was talking about the Sermon on the Mount, that starting at verse 22, he said, If anyone says to his brother, Raka, he is in danger of judgment. Or if they say, You fool, you're in danger of hell. So, Raka was a Hebrew term that um, meant a lot of contempt. And you fool, of course, is something we need to be very careful not to say or to be careful of what we have in our hearts against or for someone. So such of these cases are murder as well in our hearts. Because also in this passage, Jesus said that if we harbor hatred towards anyone, then we have murdered them in our hearts as well. So an example of this is obvious of how we speak about others. So a couple months ago, I was watching a couple of Christian commentators that I generally like and have uh, learned from them. However, um, one person was talking about people that have taken up a certain profession that is to uh, protect and serve people. However, this commentator did not uh, like that and said that everyone who uh, took this profession should automatically go to hell. This is something that should never come out of a Christian's mouth, that we need to always be respectful of anyone, no matter what they have said or what they do. And yes, it can be hard, and we uh, can ask for prayers for situations, but we can always be respectful of what they've done. So in this way, the sixth commandment even is one that can be kept or broken by our mouth. So that is four of the commandments that are kept by taming our tongue. However, we could also say that 
the first and second command that uh, are to honor God and worship Him only. Of course, those can be kept or broken by our tongue. So, therefore, at least six of the Ten Commandments can be kept or broken by what we say. So, taming the tongue is something that we need to be very careful about. And we also need to make sure that we do not get ourselves in situations that tend to make it that we are more likely to say things that we should not. So, Paul gave Timothy instructions on how to run church. And specifically, at 1 Timothy 5, he was giving instructions on how to work with widows. And he said of who to put on a list of widows that need to be taken care of. But he said not to put younger widows on a list that needed care because then uh, they can get into situations that don't work well. So I read from 1 Timothy 5, verses 13 and 14. And we say, besides, they get into the habit of being idle and going about from house to house. And not only do they become idlers, but also busybodies who talk nonsense, saying things they ought not to. So, I counsel younger widows to marry, to have children, to manage their homes, and to give the enemy no opportunity for slander. So, Paul here is talking about gossip. And this is a problem that we can have at any age and both genders. So, we all need to be very careful that, say, ladies going out for shopping or something of a uh, fun time that they need to be careful in how they speak about others around them. Or around here, maybe you get uh, farmers around a coffee pot somewhere that also need to be careful of what they talk about and are respectful for everyone around them. So when we talk about someone else, we need to ask ourselves three different questions. First, if what we're going to say is true, that we have seen what the situation is ourselves, or we have had at least two or three witnesses that are reliable that have seen a situation, and not just by guessing either. Second, will our speech build the other person up, or... Will it tear them down? As we said, we always need to build someone up or to ask for prayer or for help for them. And third, is it something that we would say directly to the person 
And if we cannot answer yes to all three of these, then we should not say it. And this is something that we need to make sure that we train ourselves to do at all times. Because it can be hard, especially in situations that are common for a lot of people, such as, say, for political leaders or those that have great uh, influence around us, that it is easy to speak uh, ill of them, and or a lot of people do as well. However, I need to remember what Solomon wrote in Ecclesiastes verses 10, um, excuse me, Ecclesiastes 10, verse 20. Do not revile the king even in your thoughts or curse the rich in your bedroom because a bird in the sky may carry your words and a bird on the wing may report what you say. So this uh, is a reminder that no matter what we say, about anyone can be uh, spread very easily. And that is especially the case now with social media. That something that is put online can reach hundreds or thousands in a very short period of time. And for teenagers, this is especially a problem and something that needs to be taken care of and not encouraged. As parents, especially, they can influence children and they uh, can show what it is that we need to do of how we talk and of how we don't. Again, Solomon gave many words of this uh, in Proverbs. As we read in Proverbs 10, verses 19 through 21. Sin is not ended by multiplying words, but the prudent hold their tongues. The tongue of the righteous is choice silver, but the heart of the wicked is of little value. The lips of the righteous nourish many, but fools die for lack of sense. And Proverbs 12, verse 18, the words of the reckless pierce like swords, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. So we need to remember that the heart is deceptively wicked above all things, and that no one is good except God alone. Now we need to always work to serve him. However, when we speak, we also need to remember that every word we say will be recounted either for or against us. As Jesus said in Matthew 12, verses 34 through 37, You brood of vipers, how can you, who are evil, say anything good? For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in him. And an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in him. But I tell you that everyone will have to give an account 
on the day of judgment for every empty word they have spoken. For by your words you will be acquitted, and by your words you will be condemned. So as we go throughout the remainder of this day and this week ahead, may we always strive to have our speech be according to God's will, that when we speak of others around us, that it is in a manner that is becoming of a Christian and that tells the world that we are separate from it and we always honor those that we see around us, even when it's a difficult time. And therefore, we can continue to grow in sanctification for him. Amen. Let us pray.